Today in my series about curiosity interviews, I'm interviewing, not by accident, my favorite company, um, Nextworks, and I search my favorite CEO, sorry for all other CEOs, Julie, um, but I'm not going to introduce you, Julie. I'm going to ask you, who is Julie? What do we need to know? I'm CEO of Nextworks. Uh, I'm 32 years old, um, married, five years tomorrow, so reason to celebrate. Uh, I have a son since the beginning of the year. Yeah, what a year it was. Yeah. I have a lot to tell him, I think, yeah. when he grows up. So, um, so exciting life. And uh, I love people. I love the world. I miss the world, uh, I guess, these days. Um, I love friends. I love cooking. And I love football as well. Soccer. You love, oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't. So, yeah, I guess that's me. Okay. Um, if, I, if you would pick out one element that... You say, okay, this is this is really me. This is this is one of my values. This is one of my characteristics. I'm really proud of. What would that be? Um, I think the word people will will definitely um, stick uh, in anything I do. If if I talk about the world, it's also because you meet different people, different cultures. I think that's fascinating. Uh, and I noticed as well this year, like not being around a lot of new people or just not being in the office or it's just really hard on me. So you I miss think, people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What is it about people? Is it the serendipity of people? The, 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 the unexpected? Yeah, I love, I mean, what we do at Nextwords, that's, I call it creative collisions. Uh, and that's also what you have with people. They give you inspiration. They give you ideas, uh, stories, and you connect the dots afterwards. And if you have, to, if I have to connect them myself, that doesn't really work. Connecting the dots, I love the bridge because the next question would be, okay, we've been talking about you, but you're the CEO of Nextworks. Um, I guess that many people know Nextworks, but the next question is, what do you exactly do, you guys? What is what is it? What is Nextworks? What do you do? I should revert the question. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's a difficult uh, it's a difficult thing to explain because it's very intangible. That's um, why I'm asking you and not asking. No, no, absolutely. It's it's a very intangible thing, and basically we bring inspiration and connection to people. Those collisions um, they're never the same, um, but we we believe that. Um, listening and hearing other stories and connecting to other people and being curious uh, about what they are experiencing can help people and companies to make their stories bigger and just make them richer. Um, and very, very specifically, we are, the, we are the curator. We bring those stories together. So uh, when we are able to travel, we travel uh, the world to bring those people and those companies, those uh, experts together so that they can exchange um, and I think these days, of course, the, the world hasn't been further apart, I guess. But in the same time, everybody's connecting digitally and exchanging those stories as well. So really the need to connect and the need to have inspiration from other stories, the storytelling, everybody still needs that. Yeah, that so that's what changed. we do. Yeah, we'll come back to these devastating times. And I guess the impact on the business was pretty clear and pretty obvious. impactful <laughs> and pretty obvious, okay. Um, but first of all, um, I mean, what Nextworks does, there's other companies that say more or less we do the same. What makes you different? 
that's an assumption that they do the same. Um, they assume they do, <laughs> they, the assume same. they do the same. Yeah, but, we don't uh, get to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think um, there are a few elements. Um, I think the curation of those stories is quite unique. So it's not, it's not always one, two, three, four, five. It's always uh, really personalized to the issue or the question at hand or the topic or the company. If you're in supply chain, it's a different story than you're in marketing. Uh, if you're in Asia and... Uh, you have a leadership team that needs to work with U.S. It's a different situation than you have uh, a change team in Belgium, for example, that yeah. has a challenge. So we, we really match the need of the company and the need of the target group with the question at hand. And then we try to find the right uh, conversations. And in the execution, um, and I mean, you do that all the time as well when you work with us, is curating and moderating that conversation Voicing the questions that are not asked um, is, I think, what we do really different uh, than other people because we do it in a really human, simple, down-to-earth way as well, I think. Yeah. And I think that one of the other differences, you don't have a formula, you don't have a silver bullet, you don't come in and this is a formula and we, we kind of... Yeah, we, we try to get you into that formula. That's not what you do, do you? No, because I don't think it exists. Um, and I think that's indeed what we do different than a, a lot of other companies, I think. And I mean, I don't blame them. It's, it's easy to, uh, to it's simplify. It's easy to come up with a solution. It's yeah. easy to come up with a silver bullet. This is a silver bullet. It makes things simple. It makes yeah. things um, easy to implement. Um, and I think in a way, and for certain things, it works. But for me, you always have to combine it with having a lot of questions as well. I always say like, we will give you more questions than answers. Uh, and of course, one day you need answers and there's enough uh, companies that help you with that. But I think you have to look for the right questions. But that's what you well. do. You try to create or not try, you create a, a large toolbox of, of solutions and concepts and silver bullets, um, but you adapt them to this is your specific uh, context, this is your specific question, this is your specific issue. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You used to do that in a specific way before this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to ask you, were you affected by the, by the <laughs> virus? Um, you were. Um, how did it affect you and how did the company react to that? Because I think that companies can learn from the resilience that the company has shown many different aspects um so yeah i mean one day you get up and you hear that travel won't be possible anymore and even locally that people can get together so basically a hundred percent of what we were doing was or maybe 99 percent was uh, bringing people together and travel with them all over the world so all of a sudden it was from 100 percent to what zero are we gonna do in a couple year? of weeks yeah, yeah absolutely so so not easy uh, but I think we uh, have spent a lot of time uh, at Nextworks um, in the recent years to really define what do we do. And we are not a travel agency traveling to China. We are inspiring and connecting people. And we just continue doing that. Uh, our customers also came to us like, hey, our teams are... Uh, or yeah, our leaders are asking for the same inspiration. And we know you cannot go there right now, but can we do something else yep. as an alternative? So we basically started shifting those programs uh, to the virtual world. And then many ideas arise. Um, Can you elaborate on that? Can you give us a couple of examples of, of the alternatives? I don't like to call it alternatives yeah, yeah, because sure. they're not alternatives anymore. It's, it's just 
They're complementary. Yeah. They're complementary, absolutely. Um, there, there are different dynamics. Uh, I mean, one is, for example, um, we're being asked uh, by global companies, for example, to inspire them on how can we be more resilient, how can we be more adaptable in our strategies with our teams and our way of working. Um, so what we did is basically organize deep dives into those topics and again, bring experts, bring companies that have the same issues or have experience with that. We brought them together into a conversation and they exchanged. So the expert basically online shares experiences just like they do in the physical world. But then you have a lot of room for Q&A and um, I think we were just talking about it as well, like in the, in the virtual setup, um, people are in a way more respectful to each other as well in letting them speak and making sure that everybody speaks. And you see that, um, that peace and pace also in those types of programs. Um, but one of the big advantages, I think, um, is you don't have to travel anymore. I mean, it's, it's a downside as well because it's less intense. But when another example, for example, is a customer and um, they are working on a continuous learning culture in their organization. So there's really a team working on that from home, obviously. Um, they have weekly sprints. And each week, uh, we also have an inspiration session with them. So their own thinking process gets richer every week because they have that interaction with, uh, with somebody else. Okay. Um, and the fact that you can do that during a month, I mean, we, we were not able to do that before because you cannot travel somewhere, come back and then travel again. And so in that sense, it's more pragmatic. But you're absolutely right that the interaction with your customers has changed because of this digital environment. Um, I have exactly the same when you do a keynote, it's one too many, you're on stage and people are listening. And then sometimes you do a Q&A, but you don't do a Q&A. I mean, there's two questions that come out of the audience, that's on the Q&A. When you do it in a digital environment, that's a real Q&A. And I can tell you, it's, it's more interesting for us keynote speakers as well, because the Q&A is far more interactive and it, it, it keeps you sharp as a keynote speaker as well. I can't so I fully agree. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Also, what you have is um, people can consult the contents up front. Um, so they have a little thinking yeah. time. They can think about the questions they have. For example, you send a video first and then, then the full session is about questions. Um, so that's yeah. nice. But what you're actually saying is you've developed a couple of new building blocks mm -hmm. that you're going to use whatever happens next. If we go back to traveling, you're not going to skip those building blocks or skip those building blocks will become part of the offering. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the big differences what uh, COVID has changed as well is the acceptance of everybody to do so. I mean, we could propose this digital virtual way in the past as well. Uh, one of the big questions always was like, okay, this is such a rich exchange. How can we stay in touch? And everybody tried, but it's like going on a camp and then, I mean, everybody goes back to its box. But the fact that everybody accepts digital, virtual as a means to an end, um, as a way of conversation, I think that's very, that's very rich. What type of companies do you want to knock on your door? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not difficult, <laughs> uh, but I think... Um, Companies that don't have an openness to ask questions to themselves or about the world, they don't knock on our door. Um, so they have to be curious. Um, they have to be willing to be vulnerable, willing to... And to then it can be whatever company. It's not one segment or limited number of segments. 
we've been working for the largest company in the world and we're working for one-man businesses and I think because everything in between yeah absolutely because what you said is it's always tailor-made and of course those questions are uh, different uh, for large it's more about the mindset if the mindset is an open-minded mindset a curious mindset then it's the type of companies please come and knock on your door because you can help them yeah yeah you know uh, Heather McGowan, one of our collective thought leaders as well, and and she also talks about learning. Learning is the new reason why you go to work. Uh, and I think, again, curiosity, the willingness to learn, and you learn on the job. You know, you learn in the things that you do. That's also why we don't do reporting, but we do experiences because it's in those experiences that you are learning. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, talking about um, uh, learning. Um, there's this holy trinity that companies want to learn about. Um, it's the, the holy trinity of big data on one hand, artificial intelligence on the other hand, and automatization, uh, robotization as the third element. Um, what's your point of view? What's Nextwork's point of view? And um, can you help customers in helping them out with that holy trinity? Because you all know they have to do something with it, but most cases, people don't exactly know where to start, how to start. I think, again, there's no silver bullet. That's, yeah. why, that's why it's just, it's just difficult as well. Um, what we've seen in terms uh, of um, attitude towards technology and big data and, and uh, the holy trilogy, as you mentioned it, I think four years ago, it was about awareness. People had no clue uh, what's going on, what's even possible. Uh, I think now they are getting started. So of course, those topics have been part of our stories all the time because they're such an interesting source of learning, as you mentioned. Um, So we've always been advocating it. um, And I think that shifting to execution, now you, uh, you see companies experimenting and seeing, okay, where do we have to start? But still, it's very hard to do. Um, And I think there we come in again as a sort of sounding board. Um, Don't do it on your own, but learn from others. And we set up those connections. Again, the creative function that you create in between companies. How have you handled the issue? And and people learn from that experience. So it's really, those are stories we tell a lot. Um, I think from a Nextworks point of view, um, I can only say it is hard. we can automate way more than we do right now. But I mean, um, you learn every day and you take step by step, I think. And at least we are aware of the options. So okay. um, got now got two very difficult questions. The first difficult question is one about Nextworks. And I ask the same question time and time again to every company I meet is what would customers miss if you were not there? <laughs> For me, that's the ultimate why question. What would they miss? Um, Stories and experiences, that's the boring answer, I would say. Um, But I call it the spice of life. Um, I think (laughs) what you have these days, and I mean, of work as well. And I mean, of course, things are efficient right now in a digital way. But I mean, it's boring as well. You want to get out. You want to stumble off a bus or you want to stress out because the meeting room might be too small. And and hey, you meet a a top. You've been there as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. And I mean... Uh, but also, I mean, being being in a place like Silicon Valley or China, I mean, anywhere in the world, being there is so different. Smelling it, feeling it is so different. So I think we combine those experiences with some our own style. You know, we don't take ourselves 
too seriously. We, we just make it a fun experience as well. And being I, all... I love that you say that. It's a fun factor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. We are, you know, we are working on um, a new digital program, actually, that's going to be running continuously. And it's one of our design principles is we said it has to be a nice place to be. You yeah. have to have fun uh, when joining us uh, for a session there. Yeah. Another thing that always has been striking me in, in this um, community, and I, I like to call it an ecosystem, I'll come back to ecosystems later, um, is what connects the ecosystem, the, the network ecosystem, is that fun factor, is that curiosity factor, is that inspiration factor. But I also I've always felt a, a warmth in between people like each other um, um, in the ecosystem. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you mean, is it one of those or because I agree with what you just yeah. said, it's, it's all of those. Um, and it's that curiosity and that... Um, it's also the openness. Yeah, and the ambition. You yeah. know, people want to do things differently. You don't go and ask questions if you don't want to change and just do nothing at the end yeah. of the day. People are hungry. Um, yeah. And they find peers within the ecosystem. Yeah, and they yeah. think bigger and bolder with them. So uh, they get energy from that. Okay. Um, you know, I'm writing a new book on ecosystems. Um, what is your point of view on ecosystems? Uh, because everybody's talking about ecosystem. Everybody's got a different definition of ecosystems. And I'm looking for all types of definitions. <laughs> so now I'm pretty curious about your definition of an ecosystem. I was just about to say, I'm not going to give a definition. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. But um, I mean, talking of Nextworks, I think we have been designed as an ecosystem. Only the, the world also have has to be willing to be organized like that. So what we saw, for example, I mean, the network always wins. Exchange between two companies, that was just really, really hard. They didn't want to exchange anything with each other. We've been uh, <laughs> trying to crack that nut for how many years? Yeah. But it's changing. Yeah. I think now that mindset is more and more uh, emerging. Now we get uh, companies asking us, hey, find me for other companies where I can exchange with. So then I'm very enthusiastic. And I think we are still functioning as a, again, as a moderator and a, a designer of those collisions and those moments. Um, and I think in the future, if we mix that with data and technology, we can only increase the power of that network and let it become a real ecosystem that functions by itself as well. Yeah. Um, so we do that in small initiatives and, and with a vision towards now the future. Now what Nextworks does is, is make the connections, be the creator and, and, and bring people from time together. to time, bring some vibes and some energy into the ecosystem. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> nice thought, by the way. Um, You've been running programs on leadership as well. Um, mm -hmm. Have you seen a shift in type of leadership now in, because COVID-19 has been a speed cause in a number of things. The most obvious is it's been a speed cause in digitization of a number of things, but I think it's also been a, a, a dramatic shifting of the type of leadership that we need. Have you experienced that? Um, I, would, uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily about, I, because of COVID, I think. Um, no, it was already going on. I left, I left the corporate world because of <laughs> the fact I didn't really like the, the, I mean, great people over there, great leadership, but I mean, it's a system that is um, where it's designed on expertise. Or again, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of the curiosity, the let's ask questions together so that that vulnerable position of a leader 
if you don't have that today, I think it's becoming more and more difficult to be a leader these days. So you do see a shift, I think, of leaders who are daring to be vulnerable and others who are still struggling with that because of fear of change and, and things that yeah. might not happen. Uh, but I think that will be a key uh, attribute um, going forward. And in a situation like COVID, people getting up and saying, hey, but I know how we, we will handle this because I, <laughs> I've been here before. I'm the expert and what are we going to do? Nobody's been here Nobody. before. Yeah. Um, so if they haven't been vulnerable this year, I mean, then I don't know what's going to happen in the future as well. Yeah. Um, so vulnerability is a big one. Um, and I think storytelling um, is... I mean, because distance and information is everywhere. So as a leader, you do have to make sure that everybody's on board because it's difficult to make sense of everything that's happening. And I think that's a big role. You can have a vision, but you shouldn't uh, require that everybody follows that. But you should have everybody happy and purposeful at the end of the day that people go home and say, wow, uh, I contributed to this. Um, so I think... Um, yeah, it was one of our customers who said that one day on a, on a tour uh, saying, yeah, basically we're storytellers, we're entertainers and kind of makes sense there. You were talking about happy people mm -hmm. and I promised you that I would have two difficult questions. <laughs> yeah, you only got one. The second one has got to do with those happy people. Um, you're a CEO of a company. Um, is it happy employees or happy customers? <laughs> I don't make the choice. I think it's both. Um, I think there um, you have the big question on where do you put your energy? Is it in your employees first or in your customers first? I think both are there because they believe in your promise, in what you are about, what makes you different than all the others. So I think it's purpose first. And if you stick to that promise and if you do that well, it will make your customers happy and it will make your employees happy. So I think it has to be consistent. We agree. But, <laughs> but I always get that question. If you talk about customer centricity, they say, well, what about employees? And it's an end-end story, absolutely. Um, one more question. Um, if you would be, it's not a question, it's, a, it's an opportunity. The opportunity is okay, there's, there's the camera, there's potential customers sitting there. Um, how would you, why would they come and knock on your door? You already said we want them to be open-minded and curious. <laughs> what do we have to offer them now in these specific, somebody is watching it, they're still in the middle of this, um, I call it the twilight zone, the zone in between two normals, the old normal not be fully dead and we don't know what the new normal is going to be. Um, you guys call it the never normal. Yeah. Uh, we're in this never normal. Why would they have to come and knock on your door? What's your message to the potential audience? It's a very good question, like, uh, but I think you owe it to yourself in any role you have. I think you have only one life, you have one business, and I think more and more people are realizing we only have one world. Um, and keep it spicy, keep it fun, uh, make sure it's worthwhile and that you're purposeful at the end of the day. And um, I think then, if people are curious, they will be happy knocking on our door. Um, and I think you mentioned customers, but also, I mean, governments. I think one of the things I was struck by in this kind of global crisis is that those nations, those, yeah, those continents are not talking to each other. And that was kind of striking me. I was like, okay, 
um, you have the connections, just keep it spicy and talk to each other. So that 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 was kind of surprising me. But um, I think everybody has the ownership and should have the agency to search for it themselves as well. So I would say search it, make it spicy. Make it spicy. Now that's a that's a nice ending. I like cooking, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I thank you very very much. Thank uh, you, Nick. Um, and uh, good luck with 2020 being a mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, I'm I'm just like you. We're all very curious what's going to happen next. Um, but again, we create it together. I mean, it's exactly. up to us. Um, so we can be curious and looking for silver bullets. But in the end, let's just design it in it's the way that to, we want to. It's up to us to write the script. This is a once in the, it's not even a once in a lifetime. It's a once in the history. Yeah, absolutely. It's an attitude. So. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rick. <laughs>